We just got our first glimpse of the 2023 Michigan Wolverines football team. Trevor Woods here, everybody. And let's talk some football here in April. Not bad, right? Got a long way till the season begins, but it seems like quite a while has passed since Michigan went to the Fiesta Bowl, the semifinal, the college football playoff, and narrowly lost to TCU. Of course, the Wolverines are looking to build upon last year's success and get over the hump, win a playoff game, get to that national championship. Always easier said than done doing so. Head coach Jim Harbaugh at a pep rally hours before Michigan's spring game on Saturday feels this is the best version of Michigan football he's seen right now, presently, here in April of 2023, that he's seen during his eight years at Michigan. Man, can you believe it's already been eight years? But here we are, good year last year, good season the season before that. Can they beat Ohio State three years in a row? Well, got some work to do, but that's a good thing. There should be work to do when we're in early April. Long way to go, and uh, if they already reached their peak in April, that's what would be the concern. So how the pr spring game went down is there was high winds, definitely some drizzle throughout the morning, afternoon, and nightfall, and yeah, it was a nasty day. But the positive news is it gave Michigan a chance to embrace the elements, which they'll have to do this fall when the temperature starts to dip again. The Mays defeated the Blue 22-21. It went down to the wire. It took a two-point conversion attempt that Peyton O'Leary, who we'll talk about in a bit, hauled in to put the Mays on top. A lot to talk about, a lot to discuss and a lot of it involves some names you may not know, some names that maybe have not done a lot for the Wolverines yet, but are about to. It was a day, a spring game, where we're starting to see the depth emerge at certain positions. And Michigan seems to have a lot of depth across the board. Definitely looks like a talented roster overall from top to bottom. But let's start at the quarterback position. Everybody likes to talk quarterbacks, right? J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's bona fide starter. He was 7 of 10, 84 yards, one touchdown, one interception that definitely sailed on him into the win, into the last quadrant of the secondary. Unfortunate throw, but McCarthy was able to finish the first half. He played the entire first half. Finished it on a positive note. Had a couple... Good throws to Peyton O'Leary on the last drive. He was in of 15 and 20 yards. It was a two-minute drill situation, and it ended with a five-yard touchdown pass to Jake Thaw that tied the game at seven at halftime. So, you know, not a lot to evaluate from McCarthy, but he made a couple really, really good throws in this one that top-tier arm talent. He can throw balls on a line drop them over defenders into hard-to-reach areas for defenders, small windows, small margin for error for even a receiver to catch it, but these perfect types of passes that are required at the highest levels of college football to win the most crucial games sometimes, most of the time, that's what it ends up being is a couple great plays that separates a win from a loss, and McCarthy, I would say, showed that on Saturday at the spring game. There's Indiana transfer Jack Tuttle, 
who he will be competing for the backup quarterback position. Tuttle had a mixed day. Definitely did some nice things. Made some good throws. Also, turned the ball over twice. He was 6 of 12, 57 yards. Interception. He lost a fumble on a scramble there. And the interception wasn't good. The fumble wasn't good, of course. And he also threw another interception that got called back due to a penalty. But what I did like about Tuttle, to focus on the positive, was Tuttle said he's somebody who's developed athleticism throughout his college career. He wants to become more of a dual-threat quarterback. And that appeared to be the case in this one. Tuttle rushed for 28 yards. Looked pretty pretty mobile. That He could run some read option sets if his number was called upon. So who he'll likely be competing with for the backup quarterback position is who was the backup last year after Cade McNamara went down with a season-ending injury last September. Davis Warren, he was 8 of 13, 163 yards. He is the one who led the Mays on their game-winning drive. And Warren, he had a consistent connection with Peyton O'Leary. But I would classify right now, it's still April, as the backup quarterback position to be wide open. Warren, a former walk-on, um, he, he could do it. You know, if he keeps progressing, Jack Tuttle, I'm sure Michigan likes the fact he was a captain at Indiana and that he has a lot of experience. But it's probably going to come down to those two guys. we got to give Alex Orgy some credit to the fourth quarterback who entered the game. Orgy had a great throw of 41 yards to Frederick Moore. Moore got open deep down the field, and Orgy hit him. Uh, Orgy was 4 of 6, 47 yards, one touchdown pass. Orgy also rushed for 19 yards. Then there was Peyton O'Leary, who was an absolute four, six receptions, 126 yards, like I mentioned, had the game-winning two-point conversion. Absolutely lights out day. Teammates are calling him Cooper Cup. Displayed great route running throughout the day. And... Looks like he could potentially crack that receiver rotation for the Wolverines. Without guys like Ronnie Bell, who's entering the NFL draft, Andrew Anthony, who transferred, there's going to be more openings. O'Leary, he wants to continue to put out good film, so coaches have no choice but to put him in each and every Saturday. And Davis Warren said that, O'Leary has all the traits, so maybe he'll be a special player for Michigan this year. Maybe he can be a consistent guy in the red zone, a consistent guy to get open, a consistent guy catching the football. If you can continue to catch the ball and get open at at a high clip, you're going to see the field. The best man's going to play. So do not count Peyton O'Leary out next season for Michigan. Benjamin Hall, another guy who really impressed for Michigan. He was a wrecking ball for the blue team, rushed for 96 yards, had one touchdown, had an explosive run for 31 in the game. Michigan, they're so loaded at running back. They got two of the top-tier running backs in the nation in Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards, and then you have other guys trying to get snaps behind them, whether it's Khalil Mullins, C.J. Stokes, 
Leon Franklin, Tavier Dunlap, Cole Cabana, and Hall, to name some of the backs in Michigan's backfield. So they're loaded at running back. Hall is only 18 years of age. He was an early enrollee, only been with the program a couple months. But Mike Hart said that he is Hassan Haskins-like in his stature and says he's really, really physical, really strong. And it's going to be interesting to see if Hall gets some run this year. And Hart says that he acts like he's been here for a long time. He works hard, he studies, and he understands the offense. He's getting better and better every day. Built like a grown man, 225 pounds. His legs, his legs are huge. He runs hard. Excited about his future here. Well, I think all Michigan fans are excited to see the trajectory and the progression of young Benjamin Hall's career. But off to a good start as an early enrollee, it sounds like. Really hitting the weight room, hitting the film room, hitting the playbook. So hats off to Benjamin Hall. You made your presence felt early in your Michigan career. We're all looking to see where your career goes. Other offensive standouts, Frederick Moore, four receptions, 62 yards. Matthew Hibner, he'll be competing for tight end two with A.J. Barner, an Indiana transfer. He had a nice touchdown grab uh, during the game. Hibner had a great slant route, went for 51 yards. That should have been a touchdown as well. The turf monster got him. He couldn't stay upright, and he fell. But uh, almost a touchdown there for Hibner. Khalil Mullins had some powerful runs along with 18. Rushed for 35 and all, had a goal line touchdown. And then Leon Franklin ran for 32 yards, had two scores. Let's shift to the defensive side of the equation. And transfer players did a hell of a job. Ernest Haussmann, who looked very, very tough. Looks like he hasn't missed one second of one day in the weight room all offseason. He said one of the main reasons why he came to Michigan was because of the strength and conditioning program and strength and conditioning coach Ben Herbert. So he absolutely looks like a monster. And this guy's still just 18. And it's just hard to believe some of these young guys that Michigan has that they could actually have a big impact for the Mason Blue this season. But Hausman seems like the real deal. Had eight tackles, had a forced fumble, and looks like he might already be one of the strongest players on the team. Then there's Coastal Carolina edge rusher Josiah Stewart. Definitely was explosive, has the ability to win with speed or power. Had five tackles, two of them were for a loss. Had a sack. He's definitely going to be part of the rotation as at edge rusher. The Michigan defenses, the Mays and the Blue, both had their fair share of turnovers created. Quinton Johnson intercepted J.J. McCarthy. Cody Jones forced a fumble on Leon Franklin. Amorian Walker recovered that one. Uh, Amorian Walker uh, had his fair share of hiccups throughout the day in coverage. Also did some nice things, but he's definitely raw, still work in progress on the defense side of the ball after focusing primarily on receiver last season. But great physical attributes from the six foot three Walker. So we'll see how he ends up doing as the season progresses on the defensive side of the ball. But like I said, Cody Jones forced the fumble on Franklin. Keyshawn Bennett, a pass rush from him, caused Jack Buttle to throw an errant pass. That was intercepted by Zeke Berry. Tuttle tried scrambling in the third quarter, but Ernest Hossman, he forced that fumble. Then on the next play, Davis Warren, his turn at quarterback for the 
May's team, he threw a pass right to Micah Pollard around 10 yards down the field. Pollard intercepted it and returned it for 26 yards. So those are some positives from the Michigan defense. Some others would be that uh, Kenneth Grant, got to throw him in there. He's the number one overall pick in this spring game. He had three tackles. Edge rusher Derek Moore, he'll have an increased role this season. More snaps. He had the most solo tackles out of anybody with six, seven in all. There was Jaden Hood, who led the blue team with tackles with seven, four were solo. Jair Hill had some good hits throughout the day. Rayshon Benny had six tackles. Jalen Harrell popped Tuttle pretty good and wasn't a sack. Tuttle got rid of it, but definitely a good hit. So I think we'd probably name from offensive defense there, folks, around 20 players or so. Michigan, definitely a deep roster. Guys like Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards didn't suit up, and a lot of the starters that you'll be seeing throughout the year didn't play or didn't play much, which they really didn't need to, right? You're trying to see what you have at these other positions. So that's what it equated to to me the most at the spring game is trying to sort out depth. But for now, this has been Trevor Woods. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football, and there'll be plenty of other conversations we'll be having about Michigan football throughout the offseason leading up into fall camp. Have a good summer, everybody, but I'll be talking to you soon.